The following program is sponsored by Marty McClendon and New Beginnings Christian Church of Spokane. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. Doesn't that song just get you all fired up? All confident and ready to take on the day? I know it does for me, thinking about how God is powerful and mighty and awesome. I know I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I know that he has created this day, and I'm called to rejoice in it. So welcome to the show. This is In My Opinion. I'm your host, Marty McClendon, and we want to thank our sponsor, New Beginnings Christian Church of Spokane. Thank you for partnering with us on the show. We're looking forward to a great day. I hope you all are as well, that you have your coffee. You're ready to talk about politics and religion and real estate and the Lord's Word. All right, let's get going. And as always, we start in the right place. We start with the Word of God, things for you to think about, things for you to remember, things for me that they apply to some of the things I want to talk about today. So the first, of course, is Proverbs 20, 23. The words and the English Standard Version says, Unequal weights are an abomination to the Lord, and false scales are not good. God doesn't like it when we use uneven scales for people or things, and we see a lot of uneven application of the law nowadays. Now, the second one is Deuteronomy 25.13, which falls in line. says, You shall not have in your bag two kinds of weights, a large and a small. In other words, two types of justice, treating one group differently than the other. Proverbs 17.15 says, He who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the righteous are both alike an abomination to the Lord. Wow, we could spend the entire show talking about references to this verse. But we see it around the world through media, through politics, through legislation, through culture, where sin and wickedness is being celebrated and justified. And you know that righteousness, right living, Christian behavior that submits herself to the Lord, that defends life, that advocates for two-parent households is being condemned as wrong, as a haters, as, and that's why they're trying to be silenced. In fact, many of these policies are purging or getting rid of or coming against to coercing people of faith. So we're in this time where Proverbs 17, 15, I know it's been there before, but it's being played out before our very eyes. And it says that God sees that as an abomination. Now, the last verse today, before we get into the show itself, is a reminder. It says, Isaiah 117 says, learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, which has great applications for today. Bring justice to the fatherless. Another show I did. Plead the widow's cause. Obviously, this is used in many cases as well. But think about this. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Correct oppression. Bring justice to the fatherless and plead the widow's case. Uh, widow's cause. And that's Isaiah 117 today. Uh, reminder for all of us. What we're charged to do throughout Scripture obviously, is to love God and love our neighbor, but they're, to do that, then one of these things is an action, call to action, learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless, and plead the widow's cause. 
All right, I beat that drum a bit. Now let's get into the stories of today. Every week I prepare for the show with the news stories of the week, things that I think you should know about, maybe things that haven't been covered or things that have, but maybe there's a different angle to look at them or different perspective or more information that you should be aware of. Maybe digging deeper like in the COVID vaccines or digging deeper on alternative medicine or some of these mandates. Or behind the scenes, what's being done about these things that you're not going to hear on your national news or your local television station or whatever. There are stories that I just can't do because there's just so much out there. And I want to avoid the risk of missing something, too, because of the news cycle. There's so many. uh, Each week, there's the hot topics that everybody talks about. And some of those I will talk about, and some I won't, just because we know it's been covered very incessantly. Today, I've used the verses I did because I'm frustrated from a a conservative standpoint, from a a dad standpoint, from a husband, from a business owner standpoint, uh, of this two-tiered justice system we see in America. And it's, it's not just a figment of my imagination or the way I feel. It's true. We see evidence of this daily where groups of people that have money and power or influence are treated differently than you and I. And that's not fair. We just talked about the scripture where God doesn't like uneven scales. Where if a conservative or Republican or Christian, people on the right, people like us, um, do something, we're held to the nth degree of the law. Whether it be the January 6th people that are still held without bail, or, or on the flip side, it was the Black Lives Matter protesters all last summer, and most of them just got thrown out. They just didn't get charged. If they did, they got released, and there's no penalties, or very few for a very few of them. But we see even beyond that, where they're talking these mass mandates and vaccine mandates for all of us. They've got great pictures, not great pictures, but pictures of, of teachers putting masks on kids and trying to force it on them. And yet you have the Emmys the other day where no one's wearing a mask, where you have the politicians on the left um, not wearing a mask until the cameras turn on and they put a mask on. And so we, it's just double standards. You know, it's for us. You must comply, but we're not going to. That is classic communism. Communism, the leaders are always the wealthy and protective. It goes down to what we see at city councils around blue states where they've chosen to vote to defund the police while they hire their own private security. Once again, we don't want police for you, but we want it for ourselves. You know, there's a different set of rules and different set of justices. I say that, set that up, because we had our former president, Trump, hopefully future president Trump, or however this works out, and everything he did was impeachment, 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 or lawsuit, lawsuit. Judges would come up and just literally arbitrarily stop one of his rule executive orders or things he tried to do with the Senate and the House. On the flip side, we see now where not even a tough question is asked, where our president won't answer questions, will turn around and just walk away. Our president basically ignores the southern border. And all of this to say, the stories uh, about Hunter Biden, his son, has come out, where, oh, by the way, we said this was Russian disinformation about his laptop And then they corrected the story a year later after the damage is done, saying, no, actually, that was true. This really is his laptop. This is really, he really was dealing with the Russians and the Chinese. And no big deal. And so this week, uh, Hunter Biden is now an artist. You know, he's created art. 
and he's having an auction where they're going for five hundred thousand a piece, and all these foreign uh, investors are buying his artwork. This is all it smells to high heaven. And, and if they were a Republican or a conservative doing the same thing, or the son of a president of a conservative, um, everybody would be going bonkers. It's the same thing with the southern border. You know, it was this outcry of the kids in cages and and so forth during the Trump administration. And now the border has gotten dangerous. You saw that the mass 10,000 people at the Del Rio Bridge um, discarding their IDs because they want to get asylum here because of the open border policies. They're talking this year, by the end of the year, there's going to be over 2 million people that have illegally crossed the border into America. It's just insane. This is this unsustainable. It is dangerous, but we don't know who they are. We don't know what they're bringing in, but we do know for a fact, according to our law enforcement officers, that there's drug trafficking, there's sex trafficking, that the coyotes are, are, are paying an absorbent amount of fees, that most girls being transported across are, are being raped on the way over. This is a travesty. This is something that should be stopped, but it's being allowed to happen. And the other day, they, um, one of the reporters from, I believe it was from Fox News, asked um, Jen, Sek- Jen Psaki, the press secretary, uh, has Joe Biden ever been to the southern border? And she said, well, I'm sure he has. And they said, no, actually not. In the, in the 47 years in the Senate and now as president, almost 50 years, he's not made one trip to the southern border. He doesn't care. And so, um, once again, this double standards, this double set of weights, I'm just... This right here today, the scripture really applies. We cannot have two sets of justice. We cannot have two sets of rules. We cannot have where you must comply, but we won't. That is not only unsustainable, but it's unrighteous and unholy. And us as Christians, us as conservatives, those that are involved in a political process, Republicans need to have a backbone and say no more. We need to defend, demand fairness. And not just fair like in the world sense, but fair in a way of equal scales, a righteous system where the law is applied equally to all people at all times. That's why our Pledge of Allegiance says justice and liberty for all. That's why our Constitution and our Declaration talks about our rights, our God-given rights are given to everybody, that all men, all people are created equal. So this is the way our system is designed to work properly. When it's out of balance, just like a tire being out of balance or anything else, we're going to wreck and go into the ditch. And I'm telling you, we're in a ditch right now in America. And so I, I as a big rant early on about the stories here, but I'm going to lead to and, and what triggered this, besides what we're seeing, is I saw a story today um, in the Linwood Times. Now, Linwood Times is a conservative newspaper. It's trying to um, do well. It's a Former candidate launched it, and it's a great program, a great paper. When you consider most papers are far left and have a very big slant, this is one that tries to tell the story or the stories, the news in a in a balanced way. So, a shout out to Limo Times and Marco over there that owns it. But the story was about Marco Elias. Marco Elias is a senator. Uh, up in the uh, Snohomish County area and in Legislative District 21. Uh, Marco Elias ran for lieutenant governor last year. He, Him and Denny Heck were the top two Democrats that got through. That's another story for another time. Anyway, he is what his goal was to be the first openly gay lieutenant governor 
of the state of Washington. And so, and he wanted to see everything through a equity lens. Now you're saying to yourself, why would a, a story about a senator up in the 21st district up in Snohomish County matter to me across the central and eastern Washington? Well, it's an example of what I'm talking about, the two scales of justice. So the story is Marco Elias, the senator who makes $56,881 a year as a state senator and who had another job working for the Muckleteal City Council making $89,000 a year and a job working as a part-time professor for the Everett Community College. But the $89,000 a year for a year job for the Muckleteal City Council came under scrutiny and a lawsuit because of the conflict of interest. Working with Mayor Gregerson up there, who's also a state rep and a mayor, go figure. Anyway, they have this law, this conflation. So a lawsuit, they had to get rid of this position, this $89,000 a year job for Marco Elias because it was a conflict. Okay, great. So now the Snohomish County Executive creates a brand new role called the Communications Manager for the Recovery and Resilience um, position dealing with COVID funds. So basically a three-year job, they're saying that Marco Elias will be making 80, where to go, $83,000 a year. And so he lost an $89,000 job because he was basically breaking the rules, and it was a conflict of interest. It was a political payback, so you will. So in the same county, uh, another buddy in the Democrat Party creates a brand new position that did not exist with taxpayer dollars to make up the difference within $6,000 of what he lost. So here is a Democrat senator who literally uh, was a lawsuit was filed against the city of Muckleteal because they were basically breaking the rules for his $89,000 a year job in addition to what he makes for the state. They went around, another friend creates a job with taxpayer funds to replace that. That doesn't happen for people on the right or anybody. It shouldn't happen. But this is an example of just like the Joe Biden and Hunter Biden story versus conservatives. This is happening in our own state. And so it shouldn't stand. Uh, I know that you're not in Snohomish County, but if you have friends over there, um, this stinks. Um, so I, I don't have anything wrong with Marco Elias getting a job or making money on the side. But when you have all three jobs being paid for by you and I, our taxpayers, and they get favors that, that the normal person wouldn't get because of the role they play in the Senate, this is not what we're talking about. That's unequal justice, unequal scales for him and not for us. And it's the same person that will at the same time that will criticize or mandate, go along with the mandates that Inslee is dictating on the state. The next topic really is about the southern border. Now, we know there's been an issue there. Um, Trump campaigned on it, how we need to strengthen our southern border. Without borders, we don't have a nation. Um, there are a million legal immigrants every single year. And this year alone, they're talking about 2 million illegal immigrants crossing the border. We don't know what they're bringing in. We talked about it earlier um, with the sex trafficking and drugs and the massive amounts of fentanyl, which I'm going to have a, a clip here to play shortly for you on that about the southern border. But I want to talk about how quickly, how um, we're seeing at the national level, the president, the, his staff, and all the cabinet obfuscate, basically deflect. And so immediately, so you have this issue now that's getting TV attention at Del Rio. 10,000 or more overwhelming with tents, 
uh, getting trying to get into America. They're saying they're going to deport them, and yet they're let, releasing thousands of them into America all throughout the U.S. There's there's reports as well about from Afghanistan that over 100,000 Afghans will be delivered or somewhere, dispersed somewhere here in Washington State. These are things that we should know about as American citizens, but it's it's distraction as well. You said you had uh, Al Sharpton go down um, to the border to do a press conference to talk about racism. This is all orchestrated because there's a problem. The president and his administration is not taking care of it. In the House and the Senate, they're asking the secretary about how many people are there. They can't even answer that single question. Well, they can. They don't want to. And so they say, well, we'll get back to you on that. We don't have the information. We don't want to report inaccurately. All this is a way to delay or to deflect. Uh, Kamala Harris is traveling anywhere but the border. Joe Biden has not been there. And so it's dangerous for our law enforcement agents, for our border agents. So there's pictures that came out this week where these, these, these border enforcement agents were on horseback. And, of course, they are using reins, basically, to control the horse back and forth. And one of them looks like it's a weird picture, the way the angle was taken. And so they go, oh, they're whipping Haitians down there. And then so you have Maxine Waters come out and say, this is worse than rate, than the slavery and, and the civil rights and the worst thing we've seen in 100 years in America. And that's not true. Clearly, it's not true. It's not true in slavery. It's not true in all that. This was working horses using them in a, in a terrain that, that to control people trying to get into our country illegally and to protect them. So taken out of context, but they know that they can't talk about the problem at the border that's not being addressed, so then they make it about race again. They make it about, okay, now. So enough of the left has gotten on in front of a camera and threw a big fit, just like AOC did back when Trump was president in front of the you know detention center with kids in cages. She didn't care. It's a photo op. And so are these things, to change the conversation. So now you have the press secretary talking about, oh, we're going to deal with the, the inhumane treatment of the Haitian immigrants. And then you have Maxine Waters saying it's racist. And then you have Al Sharpton showing up trying to do a race baiter to make money to, uh, for himself, saying this is it. It's a distraction. We have a problem there, and then we're not holding them accountable. This is what we have to do, hold them accountable. Lots of distraction. During the election integrity, there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes that we need to stay focused on. If we can't count on actual, confident elections being accurate, uh, we don't have a country either. I posted something the other day and says that if the rules don't apply to the rule makers and we're not being led, we're being ruled. That's what it feels like right now, where the rules don't apply for them, but they do for us. When we are constantly told, look over here, and they're redefining the issues, when we allow other people to redefine the issues, we know there's right and wrong. We know there is a God. We know that this nation was founded upon the Constitution. We know that we have rights. We have to exercise them. What they're saying, though, is every story where they look bad, they want to blame somebody else, deflect, saying it's not a problem, or flat out lie to our faces in public, whether it be Jay Inslee here in the state of Washington or Joe Biden in Washington, D.C., or any on the left, it hurts my soul when they can lie to us and they, they don't care. They don't, they don't care to the point where they know they're lying and they don't care. We know they're lying, and yet we're not doing anything about it. We've got to hold them accountable. And they have to be truthful, but at the same time hold or take responsibility for the 
just terrible stuff. Now, of course, once again, I have a clip for you um, that says exactly what I want to say in a much better way. So why don't we go to that clip right now? All right, today to bring attention to the dereliction of duty by this president occurring at our southern border. Can we all stop pretending? Can we stop pretending that this administration deserves any benefit of the doubt? Pretending that it's a tough situation beyond their control, pretending that this administration and frankly the entire Democrat party have any intention of solving the border crisis. We should stop pretending as if this isn't purposeful, because it is. I mean, when every single policy measure that you partake in results in more illegal immigration, well then it stands to reason using the powers of deduction that maybe you want more illegal immigration. Let's also stop pretending that more than a tiny fraction of those illegally crossing our border have any valid claims to asylum whatsoever. We all know it. We all know that they are coming because it's easy and because America is a pretty great place. We all know they were trained by their drug cartel handlers to repeat certain phrases that make them eligible for the asylum process so that they'll be given a bus ticket and maybe a court date, which they'll never show up for. Let's stop pretending that this isn't just a giant scam, a giant abuse of our well-meaning and generous system. And also, let's stop pretending mass migration is America's fault. Let's stop pretending to listen to outlandish claims of climate change causing migration or the tired old refrain of, well, it's American imperialistic foreign policy or whatever, and so let's just let everybody in. And let's stop pretending that this isn't getting exceedingly dangerous for us. It's dangerous for our border agents. It's dangerous for our border communities. It's dangerous for the children being trafficked. It's dangerous for everyday Americans. But our border communities, crime is rising. There's greater insecurity. There's a spike in COVID cases. And migrants who I, I thought my friends on the other side of the aisle claimed to care about, well, they're paying thousands of dollars to smugglers to take them on an exceedingly dangerous journey that often ends in children dead, stranded in the desert or in the Rio Grande. The only people who benefit from all of this are the drug cartels. They make money off the human misery by using asylum-seeking migrants to tie down border agents so that they can move their drugs with little to no risk. These smugglers aren't just bringing your generic pot, they're bringing fentanyl, bringing enough fentanyl to kill every single American. Let's stop pretending that the Democrats' pro-open border position has anything to do with compassion or kindness. There is nothing compassionate about tent cities, nothing compassionate about children being trafficked. There's nothing compassionate about firing American workers for not getting a COVID shot, putting them out on the street while illegal immigrants flood into our country without even a COVID test, and then get treated to a bus ride or a hotel at the expense of the American taxpayer, and then they probably get hired. There's nothing compassionate about allowing hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants to cut in front of millions of law-abiding potential immigrants around the world. People with actual asylum claims and real persecution are told, well, they're out of luck if they can't just walk across our border. Sorry about your civil war or your religious persecution. We're out of space. The system's just too clogged up now. So let's stop pretending about all of it. That's Representative Dan Crenshaw. He's a congressman out of Texas. He's the one with the eye patch. Um, he's a veteran. And it says it very clearly. Let's stop pretending. When I talked about before on Doug and Marty versus the world and this show, if you made up a plan to destroy America, I mean our values, our strength, uh, the things that the, the American dream, so to speak, what would you do? 
And would you do anything different that's being done? Uh, we've talked about there could be incompetence with Jay Inslee at the state level and Joe Biden, and I'm sure there is. But when the policies that are implemented by the political left that's in charge right now at the federal level and the state level lead to more of what they say they're fighting, whether it be more crime, more homelessness, more um, uh, unaffordable housing, more um, uh, immigration across the southern border, uh, more danger, they're intending to do that. The policies implemented, just like you said, create more illegal immigrants, which means begs to differ if we are thinking people, this is their intention. So if you have a president and a governor whose intention is to give us less freedom, to take more power, to tax us more, to make us less safe, it's time to get rid of them. It's time to vote in new people, but also to be aware. This is something that Kamal Saleem, a, 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 he was a radical jihadi coming over here um, to do harm to America, to overwhelm the system, to um, do these no-go zones. And then he had a radical experience with Jesus. And he said that we as Christians always make the mistake of applying our sense of morals and our values to those around us. So we assume the best. I'm not saying we shouldn't do that. But when people have the intention to lie to us on a regular basis, the intention to destroy the safety around us, to attack our way of life, or the way that we raise our kids, to indoctrinate our kids, they don't have good intentions. We should take them at their word when they say they're going to radically change America. We as Christians, it's just like a snake or a scorpion in Aesop's fables. A scorpion will sting because that is in their nature. What we're dealing with is we have to kick off our, our Christian lens sometimes, love our neighbor, but understand that they don't have the same value system that we do. And so the enemies of this nation, when we're called, and every one of them swears an oath on the Constitution saying that I will defend the Constitution against enemies, foreign and domestic. We have domestic enemies that we've actually elected or allowed to take power at all levels of government in our nation, in our state. And we as conservatives, as Christians, as people, as citizens, it's time to say no more. We need people that actually represent people that are submitted to the Lord because that's where you get leadership and service. You don't get someone trying to, to control through mandates. The last thing, too, the videos finally came out from January 6th. Do not buy into the, the, the hype from the media that it's an insurrection. That is not an insurrection. It looked like a bunch of peaceful people being allowed into, and in fact, ushered into the um, Capitol buildings, walking through the aisles, taking pictures, doing selfies. It was not an insurrection. What an insurrection is was Chop or Chaz last summer when they took over several city blocks. They took over a police precinct where they basically made demands and said they were autonomous, their own zone. They set up their own borders. They weaponized those to control people. They uh, extorted people. That is an insurrection. Everything that is they can, they'll turn the story, relabel the story, keep our attention off the facts. The facts are we have people that have ill intent right now for America, for you and I, and for our safety that you and I have to hold accountable. So I'm, that's my rant for the day, but also my opinion. We the duty at this point in time to keep our attention on the things that are important. 
the things of God's will, the things of protecting our neighbors, the things that um, are protecting this nation. This nation needs to be successful for the world. As America goes, they said, the world goes. We lose freedom here. We lose freedom in this generation. We will, our kids and our grandkids won't have it. It doesn't just happen again. Right now, it's our job to stand up and fight to restore and to retain this nation, one nation under God. All right, God bless, and God bless America. I'll talk to you next week. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God.